like this movie. I, well, Johnny's hilarious. Is he? Yeah, and the action's fun. John Badham, like, who directed this. John I'm, Badham, when he was editing this movie, all he could think is, Johnny Five, shut up. He cut back 50% of the nonsense coming out of the, which, by the way, the uncut version you would have probably loved even more <laughs> because that's this is my this is my life with you that like if it's up to you you would sit here and just speak nonsense nonstop for yeah, hours when and that's what this movie is is nonsense <laughs> when he's like uh, talking like the 1930s gangster or when he's reading a book real fast <laughs> or like like shut up he's like be quiet silence <laughs> like I love that stuff you can't tell me you didn't laugh I don't I hate it <laughs> you do but I understand why you love yeah. it this is who you are I'm a simpleton you like things that are annoying yeah. <laughs> That's who you are. That's like your a thing. Tim and Eric show, or uh, I think you should leave, uh-huh. or uh, Auntie Donna's House of Fun. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content. And a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, need input. Input. Get that input, and then you can decide what kind of house you want to get. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sonic Loans. If yeah. you need a loan, if you are refinancing your mortgage or you're getting your first mortgage ever. Or you want to buy a robot. Or maybe you want to buy a house and have a ferret and a raccoon. And or a buy a robot. Yeah, or buy a robot. It was a million bucks. Uh, it was more than a million bucks. Weren't they like $10 million each? Uh, in the movie, 11, but I'm saying it took a million dollars to build the J5 robot. Uh, do we want to get that deep? However you want to spend your money, whether it be on a frivolous nuclear weapon or... <laughs> Charlie and his team at Sonic Loans is the place to go to make sure you're not getting gouged on pricing. Reach out to them today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Enjoy the loan refi process or new loan process more than anyone else out there. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313 488 4888 for more information. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. Max, if I were to steal any type of government weapon, the first thing I would want is excellent legal representation. I think J5 needed a lawyer. I love you call him J5. You guys are on a, on a first name abbreviated first cool. name balance. I don't it. know. It's like a very 80s thing. Bolton Legal Group is the premier collection of, there's going to, you're going to find prototype one through 100 <laughs> at Bolton Legal Group. They are going to make sure that they protect you. They're aggressive. They're efficient. Bird law, Johnny Five law, robot law, robot sentient artificial intelligence law. Reach out to Bolton Legal Group today. Get that consultation. They'll help you. They'll hold you. They'll Hug, they'll hug you. They will? Whatever you need. They're gonna if you've got an ex-boyfriend that's trying to steal your dog for experimentation, they're gonna protect you from that. Reach out today, tell them the buzz in the tower sent you, and enjoy the legal experience. <laughs> Today's episode, short circuit. 
80s movies had no shortage of robot love. Don't believe me? R2-D2 and C-3PO, The Iron Giant, Robocop, The T-800, Sicko from Rocky IV, Jinx from Space Camp, Max, not Sanders, from Flight of the Navigator, and many more. But one robot, for better or for worse, stands out from the pack. In 1986, Nova Robotics broke the mold when they introduced us to Strategic Artificial Intelligence Nuclear Transport, or SAINT as we call it, prototype number five. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we're going to disassemble Johnny Five and talk about Max's favorite movie, Short Circuit. I'm Mo Shapiro. And joining me as always, the Ali Sheedy to my Steve Gutenberg, Max Sanders. And with that... Hello, salutations, greetings, ciao, konnichiwa. I am now <laughs> almost three years into the podcast ready to say this. This is the last episode you pick. No! Yeah. Real Genius was a big one for us. Max? What? This and Splash almost killed don't you almost d- killed Don't you me. dare compare this to Splash. People love J5. Can I come out the gate with my strongest take on this movie? That this is the greatest robot movie ever assembled? It it is the most anti-Semitic movie of the 80s. For one people. For one people? Yeah. For what's where one people mean? Well, it didn't. It wasn't racist towards all people. It was anti-Semitic. That's uh, what, that's nope. what. Soul Man. Again, I think you. Soul Man. It's incredible. Was, what? Was Soul Man anti-Semitic, Max? It gave a lot of black stereotypes, yeah. Do you know what anti-Semitic means? Um, it's anti-Jewish, you genius. Well, Indian is a, it's a, it's where you're from, right? It's not a Semitic. Do you even know what I'm referring to in this movie? Filibuster. <laughs> You're a moron. I hate this movie. I hate you. Wait, what? Do you know the joke in this movie, the anti-Semitic joke that's in this movie? Do you even remember it? The Indian guy? No, not his character. His character is next to Soul Man, the most culturally inappropriate character. So what's the anti-Semitic one? At the end, I'll jump right into it. I'm not even going to give my intro to to anything. Do you remember (laughs) when they're in the desert and Gutenberg is trying to identify? Oh, the Jew joke. That is a really offensive anti-Semitic joke plopped into the middle of a children's film. I like money. I don't know. Mr. Krabs over here. Mr. (laughs) Krabs. Who? I like money. Stayed up last night and watched Short Circuit. I did, Max. Who regrets it this morning and all the day? I did, Max. We're on the same uh, thing that we watch, so I can tell when you're watching the movie. And I was like, he's not enjoying this. Nope. (laughs) Did you see it? I got like 30 minutes into it and then took a day off and then came back to it. Yeah, you watched today, didn't you? Yeah, the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. This is a tour de force from Ali Sheedy. It's a peer de resistance, if you will. Max, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, if this is your first time, this is your first time <laughs> listening. Sorry. to Sorry, we're real sorry. It's a, it's a it's a banger. Good old short. Oh, Johnny, he said <laughs> you can't do the eighties without J five. Yeah, J five is he's he's adorable. I will. God, I, there's so many things I want to say to you because. I think this episode is just going to be therapy for you. I think I finally understand who you are. Because I'm happy-go-lucky and I love TV. Nope, nope. I want to be a real boy. Is this Pinocchio? Yes. (laughs) This is everything that's wrong with you is this movie. (laughs) We're gonna. We're gonna I'll take deep. it. What's what's your movie? What's we're your gonna second? Di- probably in terms of endearment. Endur- endurment. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean, <laughs> you moron. I hate you so much. I've been I've been on a streak of five episodes of being like I think considerably nice to you. That all ends today. I'm I'm out for blood. I'm yeah. so mad that you picked this damn movie. I really kind of just we have to do three podcasts in a three day period, so I kind of jammed it in on you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I I was like the other two I was happy about, not yeah. this one. You want to tell what the other ones are? Yeah, we're doing Beetlejuice yeah. uh, tomorrow, and then we're doing recasting Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah, so that, those are great. I wish we could find the clip when we first started recasting. You're like, well, I'll never recast Breakfast Club. Wow. You are just ripping through the English language today. I know. And I'm here to be all over it. I'm going to make you uncomfortable. I'm going to make you feel bad. Miami. Welcome (laughs) to the show. If this is your first time joining us, I'm sorry. Uh, If it's not your first time or if it is your first time and you're you're into short circuit, (laughs) please make sure that you follow and subscribe to our show. Leave a review. Check us out on any social media platform by finding our tag at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. We also have a Patreon, which is uh, going to die and shrivel up and disappear after this Johnny Five episode. No! Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower, where you can contribute to the cause. And then, above and beyond everything else, if you're looking for a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, some gear, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com, for exclusively licensed merchandise. You're We're going to get J5 G-strings on We're there. not. That's a weird, 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 <laughs> even for you, weird thing. So great. His little arms will be in the straps. All three of them. Yeah. Dump, dump, dump. <laughs> Facts. J5's packing? No, he's got three arms. 
You don't know that? No. I got, oh, can't wait to get the facts. I got facts for you, Max. Wow. I got facts for Max. <laughs> That's all I got on this movie is facts, buddy. Facts for Max. Uh, today we're talking about <laughs> so today we're talking about Short Circuit. Yeah, the greatest movie ever made. Did so, you did you knew did you know you hated this no, movie before? No, nope. it's, nope. it's a great example of like Splash. Yeah. When, when I was like, oh, I, I remember liking Splash, and then I watched it. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Short Circuit sat through, like, I couldn't even watch the opening 30 minutes of this movie. It's poorly made. It's poorly shot. It's good action. It's totally miscasted, which, by the way, some of the actors in this even admit to. It's it's awful. So, wait, the robot itself is amazing, though. It's the unique. Robot, I like the robot. It's unique. I also like the sicko robot in Rocky IV. People, Happy birthday, Polly. Yeah. Everyone likes I am Johnny Five. Yeah. No disassemble. <laughs> Why do you do the Indian accent for no disassemble? It's J5 that says it. I know, because that the guy who does the Hindu, which we're going to talk all about that too, man. So when we quote him, can we do the Indian no, accent? No, you can't. It is oh. not appropriate at all. Actually, we shouldn't even talk. This is on the level of Soul Man. Where we, can we do we, Soul Man? No, we don't even talk about that movie because <laughs> really it's it. blackface. This is brownface, buddy. This is yeah, flat out brownface. Like he did go to India for five weeks. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. That's it's still brownface. Uh, what's his name? Uh, ben Kingsley won an Oscar for playing Gandhi. Yeah. I think I think comparing his performance as Gandhi to this performance. It's one A, one B. It's, it's close. It's really close. Name me a better brown face. <laughs> I'll wait. Name me a better brown face. Let's get that out of t shirt right uh, away. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> it's black face, not brown face. I mean, it's brown in color. Max, are, are we done with this horrible part of the show? <laughs> Let's get to the next horrible part of the show. Can I can I share with you what this movie's about? Because sure. I feel like that's that's a lot of fun. It's a robot. <laughs> This makes me so happy. Because <laughs> you're, you're sick. <laughs> Why you take joy from this is beyond me. There's pods that do bad movies all the time. All right, Max. Well, number five, <laughs> J5 is his friend's column. One of a group of experimental military robots undergoes a sudden transformation after being struck by lightning. He develops self-awareness, consciousness. He becomes self-aware. Just like... Uh, what terminator just like skynet this would be a way better movie if this instead of nova it was skynet that made johnny five he gets mad his red eyes oh and two he becomes rambo he yes uh he develops self-awareness we're not talking about two i can promise you that Los locals kick your butt yes Los locals kick your face just take a deep breath consciousness (laughs) and a fear of reprogramming that awaits for him back at the factory with the help of a young woman number five tries to evade capture and convince his creator that he truly has become alive. Yeah, and it becomes it becomes it becomes apparent when he laughs at the anti-Semitic joke. Yeah, that's how you know you're a real human. It's not when you <laughs> cry or when you when you save another life or you give birth. It's when you enjoy a good anti-Semitic. So a naked joke. woman walks in a bar with a salami in one hand and a poodle in the other. That's the joke from Breakfast Club. I don't remember that. Yeah, remember when he's in the ceiling? Nope, don't remember that. And he never finishes it. He falls. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I don't remember that. I, I went on Reddit and tried to find out what the end was. Well, for a minute, I'm like, where are you going with this? So I'm yeah. glad you you explained that to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, what kind of show is this? So I, I want to start before we get into the facts, Max. Before just we do facts. that, I just want to I want to share with you that I think there's something wrong with you, and I haven't quite pinpointed what it is outside of like your general inability to speak English. I, I think the other problem. You is, really picked a great podcast, Mark. <laughs> I I daily am, I, there's something really wrong with me too. There's yeah, something very wrong with me. What's different? You were cool in high school, and I wasn't. No, um, but you're not. You have never have you ever been cool? Uh, I can fake it. Yeah, can you? The rave stuff and like the tattoos and the bartender stuff. It's all facade. You're at your coolest, in my opinion, when you're not talking about Splash and Short Circuit. That's when I like you the most. Well, those are the things I like. I don't like Splash the most, but I like <laughs> I like this the most. I mean, he's happy-go-lucky and he, he just loves living and he wants to learn. Two of your favorite movies ever made are Howard the Duck and Short Circuit. I love the underdogs. No, I think it's more than that. The weirdos? I think you like when lead female characters <laughs> develop affection and sexual tension with like stone inanimate objects. There's no sexual because tension with Ali Sheedy and Johnny. Oh, there is. Is there? So when they're it, dancing. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is for sure. Skipping. More than a woman. So when they screened this, yeah. they're the audience booed and hissed, <laughs> hissed. I've never been, have you ever been around someone hissing? <laughs> so they booed, they booed and hissed the movie because the, the built up romance and tension between Johnny Five and Ali Sheedy was so much. They tapered it down. They wanted more or they wanted less? They wanted much less. Okay. <laughs> and it still exists. And so much so that Ali Sheedy, being the incredible method actor she was, 
treated Johnny Five as an actor the entire film. Well, the, often saying it made her feel lonely that she was never receiving any reciprocation of her emotions towards this inanimate object. Where'd you get this research, Max? I, I do a lot of research on movies. Not usually. You kind of just that's wing true. it. I kind of just wing it. <laughs> but where did you find this? I found all kinds of stuff. But I will. I, I will also share with you, Max. You gotta hate research more often. Going back, I know it's so true. <laughs> going back to why you've got some weird thing going on. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Leah Thompson and the tension with. <laughs> That awful duck. And now Johnny Five and Ali Sheedy. Is this a reflection of, are you just, are you a robot? Are uh, you emotionally a robot? Like I'm a broken toy. Yeah. What is put me with back, you? What do you mean put me back together? I don't I know. I want to put you back together. Yeah. Why do you like this movie? I, well, Johnny's hilarious. Is he? Yeah. And the action's fun. John Badham, like who directed this. John I, Badham, when he was editing this movie, all he could think is Johnny Five, shut up. He cut back. 50% of the nonsense coming out of the, which by the way, the uncut version, you would have probably loved even more <laughs> because that's, this is my, this is my life with you. That like, if it's up to you, you would sit here and just speak nonsense nonstop for yeah, hours. And that's what this movie is, is nonsense. <laughs> when he's like uh, talking like the 1930s gangster or when he's reading a book real fast or like, like shut up. He's like, be quiet. Silence. <laughs> like, I love that stuff. You can't tell me you didn't laugh. I, I don't. I hate it. You do. But I understand why you love yeah. it. This is who you are. I'm a simpleton. You like things that are annoying yeah <laughs> that's who you are that's like a thing. tim and eric show or uh, i think you should leave or uh, uh auntie donna's house of fun all right max let's just do talk. you like any of that stuff no, 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 thank god never seen any of it real excited okay about yeah it's uncomfortable weird humor you're uncomfortable and weird and humor the designers of this, the designers of the of johnny five are we doing facts yeah we're going facts okay. uh sid mead and eric allard they worked hard to make sure that this did not look like r2d2 did not look like c3p they nailed that they wanted to make sure that this was a futuristic looking robot i am going to email you a picture their biggest inspiration it was from an organ playing robot at a robotics exhibition at the Sakuba Expo in Japan, and it had cameras for eyes. Did you know about this? No. I have the picture of what it looks like. I kind of see how it made them think that that was the robot. Maybe that was the inspiration for the scene where he's playing the piano, too, sure, with the robot hand. Yeah, why not? Robots are all... In, in, in the 80s, it felt like... By the time we were in the 2000s, we were going to have, like, kind of Johnny Five robots. Didn't it feel like that? No. No? No. Yeah. No. The future's kind of sucked. Yeah. It's just faster internet. I thought we would have hoverboards by now. That's what I was excited about. Or hover for. cars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do have hover cars. What do you mean? We have flying cars. They're not like accessible to everyone, but I've seen uh, someone was just flying. But they have like helicopter yeah. things. It's yeah. not, I thought they'd be just like moon. magnets. Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you didn't think we'd have robots by now? Who knows, Max? Yeah. It took a dozen people to operate Johnny Five at one time. Yeah. That sounds right. He looks, I mean, he's 250 pounds. He's big. Yeah. He's big when they, uh, so. I'm sure you have the numbers on. I mean, this was a, a smash success. What was the uh, box 40, office? It made $40 million on a $15 million budget. And of that $15 million budget, 10% of that budget was just for the Johnny Fives. It makes sense. It's the coolest part. Like the little, like the kind of tire tank things, yeah. his thin arms. Yeah. And we talked about how Sid Mead wanted it to be a realistic robot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the one thing that he didn't want was the eyebrows. Which uh, John Badham wanted for, you know, like kind Expression. of. Expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makes Johnny Five, Johnny Five. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about it. <laughs> I love listening to you speak passionately about Johnny Five. Well, he's just, he's just wonderful. All he wants to do is make friends and hang out and like just live his life. So John Badham, who um, we'll talk about him when we go over the character breakdowns. But yeah. He was the director of Saturday Night Fever and also the director of Blue Thunder. And he did callbacks to both of those movies. What's now, the Blue Thunder one? So do you remember Blue Thunder? Yeah. yeah. So do you remember the proving ground scene where it's like in front of the military and they're showing them how it works? Yeah. That, that's literally the exact same scene in Johnny Five. Oh, no way. Yeah. The beginning when yeah. he's making him the gin and what was it? Gin and tonic, yeah. Gin and tonic. And With also squeeze, squeeze of lemon. <laughs> of lime. lime. Shame on me for even but quoting this they, movie. They, they talk about it being like, I'm not James Bond. It's like, that's a gin and tonic. It's not a martini. Well, you could have a gin martini. Yeah, but it was a gin and tonic. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Max. Good point. But uh, by the way, Blue Thunder has the creepiest stalking scene of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're just watching this woman naked do yoga yeah. through the window. Blue Thunder's a great movie. I love Blue Thunder. For that Thunder. scene? <laughs> no, Max. No, sir. Daniel Stern. What's up? Yeah. White Bandit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Wilson and his, his co-writer, Brent Maddock, <laughs> couldn't figure out how Johnny Five comes to life. The original script. The lightning's great. The, so this is where you and I differ. The original script was going to make this thing like RoboCop. They're like, yeah, he had a human brain. And <laughs> no, that doesn't work. I'm like, this is great. OCP, <laughs> Murphy's murdered. They put him in Johnny Five and he falls in love with Lois. I, I'm fine with that. 
I guess, I guess the original script on this was like darker and it was better. And then they just Disneyfied the whole thing. They turned it in this like light, fluffy thing. It was totally miscasted. And I'm going to talk about when we get to the characters, one of whom was interviewed. But he brings up a great point, which is Gutenberg and Sheedy. Gutenberg is like this handsome police academy, three men and a baby. It doesn't hunk, make sense hunk, hunk that he's 80s, a robot. And he's an like, awkward yeah. nerd who's not even that awkward and integrates fine. And Ali Sheedy, I, I'm very conflicted about her career in general. I'm not a huge Ali Sheedy fan. She was grotesque in this so movie. So this is her worst performance? Ever. Yeah, but I kind of like the kind of... <laughs> you love The garbage. cardboardness. Just eat the garbage, yeah. you, you raccoon. Like, it looks like she's reading off a script card. Like, she almost sounds like one of those 1950s transatlantic, like, how do you do? The hardest thing for me to wrap my head around on these kind of movies and her hair looks like a football is how is how quickly emotional connections are established between inanimate objects this is leah thompson in love with howard the duck 12 hours after meeting howard the duck yeah if you, yeah. Met, if you met a female duck no no max i'd be good yeah i don't think i'd fall in love that fast well j5 j5 i could i could see being romanced <laughs> yeah. by that slick son of a gun uh <laughs> Although it is, I have to. Every time I see this movie, I'm like, he doesn't sleep, does he? So it's like, how do you stay with him the whole time? Because there's got to be like eight hours where he's just doing stuff. He's the most annoying. He, you're <laughs> the, you're, you know what? You're Johnny Five. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's also the case. He uh, originally was going to be stop motion, and this I will give credit where credits due. I think one of the things that Batum did that was smart is by making it practical effects instead of stop motion. It gave everyone on scene the ability to have like a human interaction with what was going on. Remember like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, how they had the whole the the whole green screen yeah. and he had the costumes so that people could look make eyeballs. They did content. the same thing here. It's no, incredible. they used the Oh no, they, I mean like they, they had the actual yeah. robot. Yeah, so yeah. there was like no imagination required. You could interact directly and talk directly. Uh again, I'm pushing this off until we talk about the characters, but the puppeteer and the voice the same guy, they they had him actually doing it on scene. They dubbed over better versions of it later. Yeah, but that's but they the way wanted to people it. to interact. Absolutely. That yeah. is, uh, for sure. For did, sure. Did Johnny have lips? Uh, no. No, but right. he, he said the other guys had laser lips. <laughs> I know you're a huge Your mama fan was a snowblower. God, <laughs> I hate you so much. Johnny Five's third arm. The scene where he's making breakfast, you can clearly see he has a third arm, buddy. Oh. Yeah. With the pancakes? Yeah. Yeah. Go back and watch that. Make, watching him make pancakes made me laugh every time. Of course. What in this movie doesn't make you laugh? Um, G.W. Bailey. Yeah. How could you go wrong when you've got G.W. Bailey and, <laughs> and freaking uh, Gutenberg? You got uh, Harris and Mahoney. Yeah. It goes together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Tango and cash. I mean, it's perfect. And Benjamin Fisher is funny, too. Yeah. He, this role is kind of funny, right? <laughs> well, I just like how he's like, it's like we I created. Like he was we, hired and then fired. Well, we we created Frankfurter's monster. Or I have to use the Jack. It's like, no, the John. Like his, his English? Yes, his broken English. So they Where are you from, Pittsburgh? <laughs> they, they hire him. They hire him. Yep. Because originally the character is supposed to be like waspy, right? Yep. They change their minds. They want to go Hindu. They fire him and they, and they hire Balky. Yeah, uh, Bronson. Aquel. Bronson oh. Pitchot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They then are like, no way. They go back to him, and they're like, can you do a Hindu accent? And he's like, yeah, just give me some time. Goes and to India he for goes, five He goes, he does yoga for a month, yeah. and then comes back with the most like racist trope ever. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was terrible. Yeah. Now, so at first he used to defend it, but now in today's woke world, he's just like, yeah, it was a mistake. I, well, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that again. Well, do you know, uh, like, people from India were super confused? They his... thought it was the actual, bo- no, they thought there was a, there's a Bollywood actor yep. that looks just like yeah, him. I yeah, I looked it up. You should show that picture on, uh, uh, who should probably stay away from it. <laughs> so here's a cool fact. Yep. I, I sent you this picture, too, or I'm going to send you this picture. Wes Craven recycled Johnny Five's chassis for his killer robot movie, Deadly Friend. Really? Have you seen Deadly Friend? No. I've not either, but I saw the picture, and it is cl- most clearly Johnny Five. Uh. Speaking of recycling Johnny Five. I can't imagine why it took until doing this episode. Wally is Johnny Five. Oh yeah, it's like he's shrunk down. It's the 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 little yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the tank the track, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's Wally and the, and the eyes, the, eyes, the yeah. expressive no, eyes. No, you're right. Yeah. So I guess like the creator of Wally was like, oh yeah, I saw Short Circuit once and like maybe subconsciously. Wally's great. When you partially admit to something uh-huh. in this industry, that means you totally stole it. Yeah. Because if he didn't steal it, he would have been like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But instead he's like, oh yeah, I watched Short Circuit once. So. Hey, great artists steal. Yeah, I guess. I steal all the time. I, yes, you do. I took $5 from your wallet before this That's movie great. came out. That's awesome. You, you stole my time by making me watch this movie. I did. It's funny, uh, since we're doing like a bunch of movies at once, I was about to say Wes Craven was the first director uh, chosen for this movie, but that's for Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just relax. Short okay? Circuit with uh, Wes Craven would have been good. Just relax. Well, that's that movie you probably are talked we, about. Are we, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Short Circuit? So Let's there's rumors of a reboot. Yeah, I saw with that With Fisher Stevens returning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Oh, that's and really the script good. for that was uh, that a boy from a bad family becomes friends with J Five. Okay. So kind of like kind of like Iron Man three, but like more serious. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> kind of like yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> so do you know? So what the, the sequel. The what, se- oh, what, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you know what the purpose of these robots were? Were it was kind of weird. Yeah, they're they're to kill. No, their purpose. One of the generals explains in the beginning. They're supposed to they just keep peace. They keep the peace. They no. drop them. They drop them in. Yeah. behind enemy lines, and then they come up behind everyone and detonate with giant explosions and kill everyone. Yeah, so like they to don't keep the peace. They don't need to. Be, they could have just used a remote control car. Do you know what I mean? Like it's literally a nuclear bomb. Just so this is this is where you draw the line. You say, "Oh, I see a plot hole." Well, everything else you're fine with, but this you have an issue with. Well, the lightning checks out. Like I've done that. The lightning <laughs> checks out. I put my toaster one night. and It was a horrible storm. The and, brave little toaster. And then it became so brave, and I cried watching it. <laughs> it came my, up into my house. It was like, Max, kill me. me. <laughs> my blankie wanted to commit suicide. Jeez. Leave me here. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. That's, yeah. I needed that. No, you're good. I needed that. You I know what the kill count it. in this movie was? <laughs> it's a lot of murder. There's not any murder in yeah. this Yeah. Uh, J5's double. <laughs> uh, you know, the one he makes at the end. Yes. And the grasshopper. All right. It's a lot of murder. <laughs> Reassemble Grasshopper. No, <laughs> that's when he realized what death is. Let me tell you the only thing about this movie that I like <laughs> that it was shot in that Astoria, Oregon. Yeah. Same as Kindergarten Cop and the Goonies. It does feel it too. It does. Yeah. It does. So uh, there, the sequel did not have Ali Sheedy or Steve Gutenberg. Uh, it had Ali Sheedy's voice, voice on it. 10 him. seconds of her voice. Yeah. yeah. That's so enough. Ali Sheedy was too expensive. Yep. And Gutenberg just didn't do it, and to this day has the nerve to say, I regret not doing it, which is insane to me that he regrets not doing so it. So two's good, though. <laughs> Two was a box office bomb. Two's got, uh, what's it called? The main dude from Spinal Tap. I know. It was still a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> they made little Johnny Five uh, robots. Good. Two was good. I saw t- Two has one of the saddest scenes in movie history. Yeah. No, for sure. When they hate crime, <laughs> J5. <laughs> It, you, we've talked about this. Is this before. their way to offset what happened in the first one? It's, re- joke? <laughs> it's really sad. They're just destroyed. There's like, <laughs> there's uh, engine really, fluid everywhere. I can't believe that this gasoline is the conversation that we're having right now is unbelievable to me. <laughs> Max, I, I, I lied. There's a couple other things I love about this movie. When you hear the sound of Johnny's laser, do, yeah. you, know, do you know what that is? No. That is the sound of the proton packs powering up in Ghostbusters. No way. It's the same sound effect. That's cool. I thought that was very cool. Did you recognize it or did you like find that out after? I, I It was one of those things where I Like remember, you tilted your head yeah, like confused But then dog. when I read it, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. So I think I mentioned him. I will hop to this guy. So Timothy Patrick Blaney. He's a puppeteer and a voice actor. He did Johnny Five. He also did Frank the Pug in Men in Black and Men in Black 2. Oh, that's awesome. Those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was uh, Johnny Five. Johnny Five is what set his career off. Badham was insisting upon using his voice on set rather than dubbing over out of production so that people could interact with Johnny Five. So he wasn't originally who they were going to voice for. Correct. Yeah. They, well, they liked it and they stuck with it. So his voice is the most endearing part of this movie, I yeah. think. Don't yeah. you think? Sure. Like, it's unique. It's adorable. Is there I, any- I don't know that there's anything endearing in this movie, but sure, we'll say, like say what, yes. Like, what compares to his voice? Like, what sounds like him? Oh, okay. wow. I don't even know. Um, like, I don't think there's anything. Happy birthday, Polly. Yeah, no, because <laughs> it's kind of helium. Beautiful animal. Canine. C- C- dog. C- mutt. C- C-3PO had kind of that kind of Oh, dear. Oh my. oh, my. Well, he's like, uh, he's an R2-D2 C-3PO combined. Hybrid, yeah. yeah. Their love child. Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> number five is alive. You love number five. Well, his energy and just his. Why don't you have? Why have you not gotten like a number five tattoo? Uh, I'm, I'm shocked of all the tattoos you've gotten that you haven't gotten a short circuit tattoo. So this is God. This Jewish joke that he tells is actually kind of accurate because it's so intricate with all the parts. It would take a lot of time for not that much input. Oh man, <laughs> it would take be too expensive. Too expensive. There you go. No disassemble. Keep running those tropes and being uh, racist. It's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, you know, by uh, the way, do you know what's funny? Uh, who's the actor that plays the the Hindu guy? Benjamin Fisher. Yeah. So Benjamin Fisher takes all this flack for playing this Hindu guy, right? Yep. Brown facing, and he's in a movie that has the most anti-Semitic joke. Like that's it's not part of the film. It's not like Schindler's List, which has anti-Semitic stuff in it, but for a reason. And he himself is Jewish. <laughs> Oh my god! Isn't that funny? That is funny. Yeah, he's in Succession too. Uh, yes, I've never gotten into Succession. Yeah. Have you watched that Hackers? Yes, he's the plague. You're right. Yeah, you're right. He's really good in that. Yeah, yeah. But I just watched Time Cop for the first time. <laughs> it's great too. Keep your focus, Max. Okay. Keep your focus. The Three Stooges sequence required 18 puppeteers per robot. <laughs> That's a lot of puppeteers. That's a lot of hands. A lot of hands. A lot of robots. Were you a Three Stooges guy? 
Yeah. Yeah. Not. I mean, like, I'd watch it if it was on, but it wasn't anything I was, like, passionate about. It's funny. It's all right. I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, again, it fits your MO really well. Yeah. Uh, when Johnny Five is flipping through all those pages to create input, do you know how that was that effect was created? No. You don't? Oh, I'm wait, wait. I'm surprised. Oh, it was an air hose. An air hose that yeah. was blowing air. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't really doing that with his hands. The, the sound is great. Try, try to do it. It's fun to like, try. I, I don't want to. <laughs> it's like you're getting, you're getting smart like right away. Try it. I don't want to. <laughs> so, I know everything. Don't, don't want to. The coin flipping, there was a carefully hidden wire, which was attached to the coin. That's how you had that consistent coin flipping. See, that's what I like about the 80s, practical effects. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you like about the 80s, a robot that needs to flip a coin. Um, he doesn't need to. He wants to. Ali Sheedy and John Badham had previously worked together on war games, so that's why he brought uh, her in. Did uh, he tell her to be, like, terrible? <laughs> she was so bad in this movie. Because her acting otherwise is really good, so I don't understand. Is it, though? Uh, Breakfast Club, she's pretty on point, man. I know, but, like, what else aside from that? War games? She's very lovable yeah, in that. Yeah. Too- oh, and uh, Bad Boys. Which you haven't seen yet. She's yeah, Sean, right. she's Sean Penn's okay. uh, girl. She gets. I need to see it. So Short Circuit somehow outperformed uh, other movies <laughs> in '86, like Pretty in Pink and Little Shop of Horrors. Like, how does that happen? Because people love robots. They love this movie. Yeah. So I mean, like, no joke. To this day, people quote to me all the time. Max opening weekend, five million. The film went straight to the number one at yeah. the box office. That's wild. Wild. In '86, which is a great movie year, I guess. I mean, not <laughs> excluding this movie, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Max, I'm uh, I'm almost out of uh, facts. Do you have any any good Johnny Five facts for the for the fans? Uh, G.W. Bailey's character was named Scroder, so they could make scrotum jokes. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Is that all, is all you got, Max? Uh, is, that when, the, is that the gem that you were sitting on? <laughs> when Frank falls on the porch, that wasn't in the script. You can see Ali Sheedy laughing. Yeah. Yeah. What a terrible boyfriend. Yeah. He's really bad. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, all time, I think. Um, Let's see. Oh, the gangster movie Johnny Five is uh, imitating is Scarface, the original, the 1932 one. Oh, I didn't By know Howard that. Hughes, yeah. Right. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. I've never seen that one. I've just seen the Al Pacino one with the uh, saw. Ha! <laughs> it doesn't sound like that in a movie. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I thought this was cool. They actually thought about this. Uh, J5 slowly goes from referring to himself in the third person to the first person from number five is alive to I am alive, showing his kind of adaptability to consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, this is brilliant. It's very deep, very Orwellian. It is. I hate you. Don't talk deep about this movie to me ever again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Unbelievable. You have some nerve. And lasers. Lasers are cool. Yeah, lasers are cool. All right, Max. Well, look, I think we've done all we can to try to salvage this episode. (laughs) Why don't we take a break from our sponsors and then come back and talk about the characters? Triage. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Adobe Real Estate. You can find them at weardobe.com. If you're buying a house, if you're selling a house, I've told you once, I've told you a hundred times, no disassemble, Max. No disassemble. We, you could have bought the uh, J5 house. I could have. Yeah. Uh, it's Sold for $340,000 in November. It's right next door to the Goonies house. Yeah. Oh, I'm throwing out some facts. Yeah. Adobe Real Estate is the only group that you need to work with if you're thinking about buying or selling a home. And if you need a little extra money, you got to save somewhere. So get out of your house at a great price or get into your new house at a low one, take that extra money and invest it in something. Perhaps a, a robot. J- a, J- a robot. <laughs> get yourself a robot. Max, I have nothing else to say other than you will never regret going to Adobe Real Estate. You might regret watching Short Circuit. <laughs> so reach out to the... To- <laughs> Reach out to Simon and his team. 400 million in sales in 2021. A thousand homes sold. There is no one better. Trust me. Alright, Max. Let's uh, let's we're in the home stretch. We're back. Let's wrap You're this mad. bad boy I'm up. black. 1986, directed by John Badham. We talked about Saturday Night Fever in 77, Blue Thunder in 83, War Games in 83, Short Circuit in 86, Stakeout in 87, Bird on a Wire in 90. Did you ever see Bird on no, a Wire? No, it's good. It's good. Stakeout's it's great. It's classic. Missed- uh, Goldie Hong and Kong? Goldie Hong Kong and Kurt Russell. It's a great, great combo. <laughs> you missed American Flyers. I don't care about American Ray Flyers. Ray Dong Chong and Kevin Costner meh, riding bikes? Meh. Meh. I don't know. I'd like to see their baby. They're handsome. That's... God, you say the weirdest things. Written by S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock, these guys were a writing pair. Now, there's one fascinating thing about this that I found cool. I don't know if it would mean anything to you. Prior to doing the short circuit film with each other, S.S. Wilson did two episodes on one of my favorite 80s cartoons. Have you ever seen Mask? No, you talk about it all the time. Mask Crusaders. It's like there's like a tiger mask, right? It's like a white tiger mask. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But I do know that... (laughs) 
There might be. I don't remember. Yeah. It's a weird thing for you to remember. Uh, I'd love to see that property sold and made into a live action movie. Yeah, like, like Transformers, like R rated. Yeah, and gritty. Okay, not like not like. <laughs> not like short circuit. Uh, it's a gritty movie. So Wilson additionally after short circuit did batteries not included in 87. Yep. Tremors in 90 ghost dad with the, the <laughs> with the foot shit, the foot and pop the O 1990. And of course the wicked wicked wild wild west in 1999. That's a good like as a crew together. I would brag about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Brent did um, all of these movies except for mask. With yeah. Him, so so you missed go. there's I can't believe you missed this on purpose. Everything I do is on purpose. No, there's an uncredited added writer who added to this. Uh, if you look at IMDb, there's a third writer. I won't look. Do you know who it is? Nope, I don't care. It's Jay Tars. Who's that? It's Coach Finstock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everything makes, is cream cheese. I'll tell you what, that actually makes perfect sense <laughs> that he was involved in this movie. They're just like, you got good life advice. What should you do? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Max. Unbelievable. Never date a woman with a tattoo of a dagger. Oh, my God. Don't play cards with a guy who Max, has a I'm, name I'm not state. going back through uh, Teen Wolf with you right now. <laughs> Ali Sheedy, who plays Stephanie Speck. Uh, she was Jennifer in War Games in 83. Allison for The Breakfast Club in 85. Leslie in St. Elmo's Fire in 85. I liked her more in St. Elmo's Fire than I did in Breakfast Club, by the way. Uh, she's kind of lame. I know, but I like her. She's lame, both, whatever. No, Breakfast Club, she's great. Whatever you say, Max. She's Stephanie. Oh, she shouldn't have got. She shouldn't have got the make makeover at the end. She was beautiful the way she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stephanie in Short Circuit and Jesse Montgomery in Made to Order, which I did like Made to Order. Do you remember that movie? No, at all? it's a classic rags to riches story. Excuse me, riches to rags story. Spoiled little brat, fairy godmother visits her. All of a sudden, she no longer exists in her reality, and she's like a broke maid who has to like take care of her dad's house. That's terrible. That's like a nightmare. Her. It's great. But for you, that <laughs> yeah. is your nightmare story. And she was uh, the ticket agent in Home Alone, too. She was. Yeah. Un- uncredited? No. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She, I mean, she, yeah, she's whatever. there. She was desperate for work. Yeah. Uh, Gutenberg. <laughs> the Goots. The Goot. Newton Crosby. All right. The Goot, <laughs> the Goot took the 80s and put it in a headlock and choked it out. I didn't even put all of his movies in here. He's Eddie and Diner, because I know you love Diner in yes, 82. Yes, I do. Carrie Mahoney, Police Academy in 84. I didn't po- know his first name was Carrie. Police Academy 2 in 85. <laughs> Jack in Cocoon, 85. Police Academy 3 in 86. Short Circuit in 86. Police Academy 4 in 87. Three <laughs> Men and a Baby pattern. in 87. Cocoon in 88. Cocoon 2. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Cocoon the Return. Yeah. Not Cocoon 2. Well, you said just Cocoon. Cocoon Deuces. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm going to jump to Austin Pendleton, who played um, Howard Marner. The boss? The boss. He's kind of charming. So Austin Pendleton, the only thing I care about that you need to hear is he, the role of his life. Father next. of Tuck Pendleton. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, the henchman, the, or the assistant henchman in the Muppet movie. Uh, his name was Max, just like Yeah, you. what's How up? Like that? He's in My Cousin Vinny, too. Uh, what was he in My Cousin Vinny? He was John Gibbons. What, what was his role, though? Mr. Gibbons. <gasps> the, the attorney. He was the crappy attorney. Yeah. That's who he was. Yeah. You didn't remember. You no. just read the name on IMDb. <laughs> Do you remember how his one buddy had the crappy attorney yeah, and yeah. he had his Uncle Vinny? Yeah. Cousin Vinny? His Uncle oh, Vinny? Oh, didn't you see the sequel, Uncle Vinny? <laughs> hey, I'm walking in. These guys. Do I amuse you? You stews. Um, But when he was interviewed, he was the one who was like openly said, I was really disappointed how the movie turned out versus how the script was. And he talked to Badham about this. And said, why did we cast this handsome, incredible actor and this beautiful, incredible actress for these roles that didn't fit? And Badham was like, studio made me do it. Oh. So I think that there is a softening of this movie to make it a kid's movie. That That's why I don't like it. I like that. I can feel the friction that they don't like it. And it makes me happy. Me out. Kill me. <laughs> I like the forced idiocy. Jesus Christ, Max. <laughs> it's like uh, Ben Affleck when he was on Armageddon. <laughs> he asked uh, Michael Bay, he's like, wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to be uh, diggers than other way around? And he's like, just shut up, Ben. Just shut up. I'm in the Michael Bay camp. Just shut uh, up and make Armageddon. Really good. You are in the Michael Bay camp. <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. I want to play animal crackers on uh, Liv Tyler's belly button. Okay, just please take a deep breath. You're getting all sorts <laughs> of weird again. For the hundredth time. So the guy who plays uh, Ali Sheedy's boyfriend, uh, Brian McNamara, is the actor's name. He plays Frank. Yep. I knew I recognized him, and it was like killing me. I'm looking. I'm like, what in the hell is this guy from? And he doesn't have a whole lot to his name, but he does have one role in particular. He's a lot of TV stuff, but nothing that you would remember or recognize. CSI Miami. My, yeah, Miami. No, he is. I know. That's yeah. why I said Miami. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I remember him from? Caddyshack 2. You're god darn right. <laughs> Todd Young. Todd Young. Todd. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> like, I just want to say all credit. He's, he's the worst. All worker. credit to this guy. Yeah. Because 
at, at his funeral, they're going to say, Brian McNamara lived a long, wonderful life. Voluptuous And life. he was Todd in Caddyshack 2, and he was the redneck boyfriend who tried to kill the three-legged dog in yeah. short circuit. <laughs> oh, Johnny, he said. He's like, you owe me money. He's like, actually, you bought. I bought a car with, with your money. Yeah. He's bad. Yeah. And his, was it a Corvette that Johnny took apart? Oh, it was a Pontiac, I think, Firebird. Of course, I think. Of course, it wasn't yeah. a Corvette. <laughs> He's not affording any Corvette. What's going to be the TikTok from this episode? There's no, I don't want a TikTok from this episode. Is it me getting angry? Your mama was a snowblower. Oh, my God. Fisher Stevens played uh, Ben Jabutuya. Jabutuya. Hey, Jabutuya. Stick it to you. Sal Goodman. This is so terrible. So terrible. And Fisher Stevens is a great actor. Yeah, and I, I like the way they have him like mess up words and stuff like that. I, yeah, because that's you. Yeah. This is you. I'm th- <laughs> I am thinking she is a virgin, or at least she used to be. Do you have like a list of all the screw-ups? Yep. Go for it. Uh, let's see. Bye-bye, goofy woman. I enjoyed repeatedly throwing you to the ground. Namaste. Bye. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else do we got from Ben Jabuti? Uh, <laughs> please wait for me. I need to go use the jack. Newton Crosby says, it's the John. Or, you look like you've created another Frankfurter's monster. Or, what the heck, Newton? Let's punch the sack. Tomorrow's the next day. Friday. You know, I don't know if you remember one of his greatest roles. He was Iggy in Super Mario Brothers in 1993. Really? He's been all over the map. Yeah. He's been on Friends. You mentioned Hackers. Law and Order. Secession. Yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to think of what else. Frasier. Yeah, he's got a very kind of, he has no chin. He looks spineless. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. He gets the girl in, too. Who's more offensive, him or Apu? Uh, it's close, right? Yeah, I don't know. There's not a documentary about him, so I'd go Apu. G.W. Bailey. <laughs> Scroder. You, you, you think he's happy with his career? Yeah. He he had a uh, like a second resurgence on one of those, like, not CSI, but like one of those. Because uh... he seems like a handsome man who could probably act. And he's like, I'm in all these goofball, like, mannequin. What the hell? Why can I not think of what it was? It was like one of those, like, lawyer shows, right? Like, the, like the firm or I don't know. Boston Legal? Uh, yeah, some, yeah, maybe it was something like that. Um, but more importantly... <laughs> He was an uncredited lieutenant in Ace Ventura when nature calls. No way. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, his role as Captain Harris, Captain Thaddeus Harris, he was in every single police academy except for two. two? Yeah, two. You're right. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. Because two is when it's the other guy, Mauser. Yep. But he's in one. Yeah. Hold on. Let me double check. He's that. in one through like nine. Yeah. 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 Wow. Good for him. Good for you for remembering that. Yeah. Well, it took me a hot second to remember. That's still. That's good. But yeah. And then, of course, uh, you already mentioned it. Mannequin. <laughs> look at your look at your murderer's row of favorite films. Short Circuit, Splash, Mannequin. No, Splash you agree with is garbage. Yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck, Short Circuit, Mannequin. Yeah. Those are that's your Mount Rushmore. And We Get a Bernie's is the fourth and one. We Get a Bernie's. I'm with you on. I love that movie. <laughs> so what's the difference? There's a difference. I can't figure out what it is right now. <laughs> Marvin McIntyre, who played Duke in this movie, I have mentioned you. We've before. been over this. We've been over this a thousand times. He was in Twins, Back to the Future Three, Back to the, Future 3. the Running Man. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody else you want to talk about? from this movie no there's not many people max what do you like about this movie just johnny's just spirit to live and he's just like he's learning about humanity and he's just kind of enjoying himself and the cardboard acting around him he just gets to shine it's a very unique robot i like the government is like kind of covering things up and do you like the debarge had a song made for this movie and and because of that he got a hit single i didn't i didn't know that i like that is it debarge debarge that doesn't sound like a name l debarge (laughs) I forgot the L. It's L DeBarge. So it's like the DeBarge. L DeBarge. God, Max. There's nothing about this movie that resonates with me. Fine. but Fine. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's just fun. You got to carry us then. Golden fluffy pancakes. Add flour. Milk. Eggs. Mix thoroughly. Still lumpy. <laughs> I think that this is the least amount of chemistry I've seen between a leading man and a leading woman in any film in the eighties. Gutenberg, uh, Gutenberg, and Sheedy. If I even for, if I forgo the fact that I don't like this movie and I say because I, I can at least respect the robot. False. I like, I like the Tom robot. Cruise and any woman. That's not true. Give me, give me. I totally disagree with that. What's you a, think there's less chemistry between Tom Cruise and name someone from the eighties? Mary Stewart, Master Tony, Spaghetti, <laughs> Master Tony. Is that her? I hate you. I can't even answer your questions. Give me, don't just speak in platitudes. Give me a specific example. Top Gun. From a movie. that Mary Stewart, Master Antonio, or whoever, whatever name you were trying to say was not in Top Gun. Yeah, well, what's the chick from Top Gun? Kelly McGillis? Yeah. Yeah, Kelly McGillis. Sister to Kathy Bates. The chemistry between Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis is yeah. greater 
than the chemistry between Ali Sheedy and Steve Gutenberg in short circuit. That's not true. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, Sleep in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep in Seattle isn't from the 80s, actually. So. And that and that had better chemistry, too. They had pretty good chemistry. <sighs> Just thinking of rom-com. Uh, Princess Bride, they're pretty hot. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. It's not about them. It's about Johnny. Uh, Max, I told you, I'm willing to concede that Johnny carries the movie. Yeah. I'm willing to concede that. Let me, let me, let me pose this to you a different way. <laughs> what does Ali Sheedy or Steve Gutenberg bring to the table in this movie? Because I'd make the case that you love this movie solely because of Johnny Five. Yeah. So yeah. I'm saying because if I have Michael Jordan on my team, I'm going to clear out. Can you think of any other movie where that's the case? Where a the lightning robot. strikes a robot? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of any other movie where the robot or the CGI carries the movie? Well, I can think of one character and I don't care about anything else. The Dark Knight. Joker. Same thing. There's not it's a tour de force of performance. Jeez. He's on screen. He's electrified. Can you please? Can you please? I just need you to focus. Okay. I, need you, I need you to think through this with me. So the movie's terrible, but I like it because of one character? No, I'm I'm saying okay. I can't think of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, I, I'm even thinking of like, I'm thinking Jim Henson right now. I'm thinking like Muppet movies. Those are the closest things I can think of where the actual Muppet performance carries the movie uh, and the other characters become irrelevant. What's it called? Uh, Labyrinth. Uh, the, the I think Hoggle. That, see, but you and I disagree with this. Yeah. Oh, look how attitude you get. Well, right because of. no, because I think uh, I do declare. I think Jennifer Connelly's fantastic at Labyrinth. You think she's flat? She's pissy. And David Bowie's incredible in Labyrinth too. You, yeah, you is. at least agree he with is. that. That's true. And uh, while all the Muppets and puppets and everything are fantastic, that doesn't carry the movie. Okay. Um, dance, magic dance. A Muppet or CGI thing that carries a movie. By the way, I I uh, flex the word abuglie. <laughs> To my, to my sister, she was like, she was making some joke about uh, lotion in the basket. Yeah. And I was like, well, we need an abuglier. <laughs> it's she, not the it, word. It, what is it? Oh, ablier. Yeah. Ablier. I, I didn't say <laughs> it. I, said, I, I typed it the right way. I said ablier or whatever. She goes, I'm not going to lie. I had to Google to know what that word was. How the hell do you know what that is? I was like, at the podcast, I had to learn what it was. I was like, funny story. It comes up both in the Silence of the Lambs and the Labyrinth. Uh, yeah, Max. I mean, this is where I will agree with you. I will make the argument and I will agree with you johnny five is the most charming robot in any film ever made yeah no question uh t2 maybe no by the end when he gives the thumbs up you're crying yeah but that's not charming that's and that's not a robot i think you're getting confused on what's going on (laughs) you understand johnny five is not actually alive and not real correct so like t2's performance is a human being performing you understand that right She's dead. I I don't want to do the podcast with you anymore. Let's go to the spotlight. No. You do understand Johnny Five is not alive. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. (laughs) Max, I think it's time to go to our Buzz the Tower fan spotlight. (laughs) Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is mega fan Earl Clark. Great ad, Max. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he has- I, I despise you. <laughs> Earl has his own podcast. It's called Edited for Content. Check it out. Listen to him. He is a huge fan of the show, always providing feedback. Uh, I feel bad that we saddled him <laughs> with Short Circuit. No. But that's okay. Let's hear what Earl had to say. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say thanks for this great opportunity. Love the show. And I'm so honored to get to give you my two cents on Short Circuit. Uh, being from the Pacific Northwest, I love the contrast of this film. From the very beginning, there's this military versus hippie vibe, um, especially from the opening scene where the tanks go mowing down poppies in a field, um, it, all the way to, you know, Ali being who she is and just kind of this save nature, you know, vibe thing. It's a very, um, 80s contrast between, you know, the war machine and saving the planet. I absolutely love this film. I love the way it was done. I love the, um, the cast was a great collection. Um, my favorite personal, my favorite line is, 
Um, hey, laser lips, your mama was a snowblower. I think it's fabulous. Um, little side note, I know you guys love trivia and little pieces of history. Uh, and one thing I don't know if you brought up in the episode or not, but the cameraman for the news crew was actually um, John Badham, who is also the director of such films like Drop Zone, Stakeout, Another Stakeout, um, I think Saturday Night Fever, Blue Thunder, War Games. Uh, I just love that piece of trivia and i think it's very cool uh thanks you guys appreciate what you do keep it going all right well that was an intro this is a great episode great I, spotlight it's I, all fall no disassemble i guarantee this is gonna have a huge number <laughs> it's not gonna have, nobody's listening to this show i will bet you a dollar you, you're done you set the done. over under we're going trading places are you standard bet max okay all yeah. right you got it wait trading places yeah oh I, I was like i have to be homeless no, no max you don't <laughs> eat salmon from a santa suit You'd love that. Uh, uh. <laughs> Earl the Pearl. Yeah, he's not a basketball player from the 70s. I'm happy that you knew that. Uh, leave it to Earl to make uh, chicken blank out of chicken pie. Or what's the. <laughs> I Look, I. The, the, first chicken of, salad. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Chicken salad out of chicken McNuggets. There yeah. you go. I, you know. I, I at least love that he loves this movie. And I admit, this is not a, a, a universally hated movie. I just apparently hate it. I didn't realize that. So I didn't listen to what you said. Making chicken salad out of chicken nuggets sounds delicious. It does. A chicken nugget salad. Yeah. That's, you've already That's... lost you, Max. <laughs> he sounds like a podcaster. He does. Uh, and that, by the way, how did you not learn about that nugget, about Batum being the I guy don't know. I, I, just, I, I was too you. focused on J5. Oh, man. Laser lips. And he loves your favorite quote from the movie. Every, it's too. everyone's favorite quote from All the right, movie. Max. A reminder to check out Edited for content, which is Earl's uh, podcast. And Earl, thank you so much for popping in. On that note, Max, I will remind everyone, if you've not yet, please subscribe or sub, uh, submit submit <laughs> more info. Fatality. Uh, Fatality. Sub- subscribe, follow, leave a review. Check us out on social media, especially TikTok, at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the Tower. Website, buzzinthetower.com, patreon.com, slash Buzz in the Tower. Buzz in the Tower, Buzz in the Tower. Did I say Buzz in the Tower? Buzz in the Tower. There you go. Max, on that note, we can end this episode the way we started it with me apprehensively concerned about the fate of our show. <laughs> How do you want to end, buddy? Mo, you broke the unwritten law. You ratted on your friends. When you do that, Mo, your enemies got no respect for you. You got no friends no more. You got no one, Mo. It's great, Max. Yeah. And I will end the only way I know how. Who's Johnny? Miami. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.